0: Jordan, how you doing? I'm good, mate. It's really good to be here. It's nice to yeah, see man. you. It's been, it's been a long uh, time.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably about... Two years? No, not two years yet. A year yeah. and a, half, well,
0: a, year and a and half. A year and a half. It was not.
1: It was not so long after my Ironman, which was July 19. So I've coming up yeah. to two years. So obviously, I've you know, we have not seen many people in the last year. What's yeah. been What's been going on apart from the the run that we'll get to? What's been What's been going on for you during this crazy time? Well, just trying to live life to the
0: best of my ability. Yeah. To be honest, you know. Eh, it's been a time to kind of sit back and reflect. Uh, There's been a lot of changes in my life. Uh, My daughter moved out of Glasgow. She moved to Dunbar. So it's been, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to travel through parental rights back and forth to Dunbar. So at least I've kind of seen out with Glasgow. But I I think, I mean, just like everybody, I'm just dying to... uh, move forward out of lockdown, like move forward with my own life. I'm hoping to be going back, back to work soon and and uh getting getting the wheels and that stuff, you know, and obviously the run coming up and uh and the aftermath of the run from last year, which I guess we'll we'll talk about, you know, I had a pretty pretty hard time after the run last year, and it, I, I think it was uh, massive symptom of bipolar. It was that kind of like you get to that grandiose point, and your your mind, and you've got to this point in your life, and and then there's it felt as if there was kind of nothing after that, and uh, and I fell hard, and I and I crashed, and and I spent some time in hospital, like we were talking before we come on, Scott, and uh, it was probably. It was needed, definitely, at the time. Uh, but there was a lot of moments that uh, definitely shone light on certain things in my life that weren't right and uh, certain things that I had to make changes to. And I guess I'm still in the middle of making those changes, mate. You know, yeah. Uh, Debbie's perfect, certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, things are things are really good. Me and Debbie are good. We get sick of each other sometimes because like, you're, you're this living this with whole, each other, right? Yeah, we're oh. living with each other, and uh, she's she's amazing. I wouldn't I wouldn't like to <laughs> be attempting life with her, but uh, yeah, things things are really good, man. Looking forward oh, to yeah. looking
1: forward to getting into it. You're looking really well, mate. I'm loving this hair growth that I'm also going through myself.
0: <laughs> Good. This is what I was actually, I meant to say to you before we come on, right? So you, I'm sure you posted something saying, uh, this was before uh, I decided never to cut my hair again. And that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah, right. Honestly, man, like, so I was like trying to actually work out who is longer. But, uh, <laughs> mine's is uh, right, mine. hiding at the moment, but it is. Quite I, quite long there. No, definitely. Like, it undercut mine. Like, okay. When I was when I was in hospital, so like I'm really thick and long in the top, but like the Don't to like- get me wrong. No, like, it, like, it's long enough now it's coming down the back.
1: Aye. Like, it's grown in, to be fair. It's grown in. I'm so actually... I, I got my hair cut December 2019 before I went to New York. And I had no yeah. plans to grow it like then. But by the time lockdown came, it was kind of getting, like, that overgrown weight and I couldn't get it cut, yeah. obviously. So it got long over lockdown. I just thought, you know what, I've always kind of wanted... To have really long hair just to see what it looks like and how it is, and that, yeah. but I've never managed to grow it out, so this is my time to do it. I'm doing it definitely, man. Um, All the way. Yeah,
0: it's a competition now. Who'll
1: cut it first? Well, I actually did have that thought well, dare it, There, you just think some days it looks shite, I'm fucking going to cut it <laughs> oh, constantly. But I know it's uh, but you know what, I actually <laughs> this is a talking about hair on the podcast whatever but um i've not got a hair dryer so i was talking about this to some one of my clients earlier, and she was like oh you need to get a hair dryer you need to like blow dry it and stuff till it's so it's like better condition i'm like okay i'll, I'll try that and see how that works <laughs> I, I just towel dry you, it you, stick my beanie on you do
0: you do need a hair dryer i
1: like actually t- I towel dry it stick my beanie on and then go down to work and then the beanie kind of flattens it, and then it's kind of down, you know, so it's fine. Anyway, um, nice one. So we nice done one. a podcast before, man. We went right into depth on your kind of journey from where you were at with your uh, alcohol uh, rehab, and then your finding sobriety, and then the running and the marathon running stuff like that. So, if anyone who hasn't listened to that, they should, because it's amazing, um, and they should go back and listen to that. But just a quick recap, man. Can you just um, take us through uh, your kind of journey from you know the dark, your darker days to you know where where you ended up through like going and running your marathon? No, problem. And stuff? No,
0: no problem at all. Uh, well, i I'm, I'm Jordan. I'm an alcoholic addict. Do you know what I mean? And uh, the bottom line is, for me, I believe that the disease of alcoholism has been within me uh, well before I took uh, my first drink, uh, which which I took quite old, by the way. I think I took my first drink about fifteen. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's old for the city of Glasgow. I think you'd agree, Scott. Do you know? What I, mean? I was the same. Um, way. I was sixteen. Aye, uh, but that is crazy because you hear people taking like twelve and all getting that, getting pissed at like ten and twelve, and but uh, yeah. And I, I took that first drink, and it, it took all that fear and all that insecurity that I had buried inside me away, and it made me into the person that I thought I was meant to be. And I couldn't, I couldn't function like that. Without alcohol, I'm not saying I couldn't function without alcohol at age 15, but I couldn't be that person that I wanted to be so much without alcohol. So I drank more and more and more. Eh, and to be honest, I wasn't that person that like didn't work or like eh, was in benefits like fair an early age. I went into a, I went into catering as a career. I cooked for a living in. Uh, I happened to be quite good at it. And I'm, I was lucky enough to be quite good at it. And that just felt fed my alcoholism even more because I was in an environment where it, like after work, it was beers, probably like m- most of the time clubs and then you're onto clubs and then you're introduced to different powders and pills and all that stuff. And that was just kind of my life bouncing about work, uh, drinking and using until I was, like, 32. Uh, And in that time, like, I've smashed up relationships. I've destroyed uh, relationships with family and girlfriends and friends. Uh, And I'm at age 32, and I have an opportunity to go into rehabilitation. And at that point, that seemed like the only option for me because... uh, I, th- I was just in a horrible condition and uh, I ended up in this rehab and actually reacted really well to it and it was uh, a great place. I stayed there for three and a half months the first time I was in. And I left myself because I thought I was better and I thought I could handle everything and I thought, see if I don't take drugs, I'll just, uh, I'll just take a drink and that's cool. I can handle alcohol. And lo and behold, like the exact same thing two years later happened, and it happened a lot faster this time. My downward spiral had been faster, my downward spiral had been darker, uh, darker drugs. Like the alcohol was just like I, I was completely alcohol dependent at this point, and I went into hospital. And then went into rehab again. And that second time I went in rehab was the time I get clean and sober. And like the time that I knew that like I'd been in the exact same position, the exact same place before. I was hearing the same stuff because that's the program. And it was a case of right, I either I either start listening or I can uh, try it my own way again my own way doesn't work though because I've tried that so many times so i done it their way and I was lucky enough to meet some amazing people uh, who were kind of like friends, guides, sponsors, you know like people who people who also worked there and, but also became people uh, friends, you know, and I'm still in touch with him this day, which is amazing. But when I when I left I left left rehab six months in and then I stayed in a sport accommodation for six months, which was great as well. It was kind of like you only just like put out a pastor like you could uh, essentially I was living in a in a flat uh in it was just getting used to, like, kind of managing your money, paying your own bills, you know, like all these kind of life skills that I'd lost yeah. uh, because I used to just get my benefit and, and boom, it was out in two seconds because I, I owed these people I needed this and then the rest was for booze and that was it, you know. Uh, but this this sports accommodation enabled me to live in this flat, keep it clean, you know, like, home skills uh, – basic living skills which I mean I lacked I mean it's embarrassing to admit but I lacked uh, but after that six months I moved out and into my own flat and I guess that's where recovery really started you know when you move into your own flat and you're kind of yourself and I remember the first few nights in in the flat and, and it was weird because it's like and a place I don't know, and I'm hearing things at the door, and all <laughs> that. All that, like, crazy... Like, when I think about it now, it's, like, absolutely... Uh, it's a rational fear, you know? Uh, and then, obviously, in amongst that time, running had come into my life and my recovery, you know? Uh, and like we were... Talking about before we come on, 10K, that was it, Scott. 10K was the target. Yeah. I only wanted to do 10K, uh,
1: and I couldn't get enough of it. I was going. To, I was just going to say, I think maybe you knew deep down that when you've done 10K, you're probably going to want to go further because of our... Pers- that's how our personalities are, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think that's what's very... Similar between me and you, an addictive personality. So we, we need to be very, very wary at times. You know, yeah. uh, and well, I, I can't speak for you, but I know for me, I need to be wary, and I'm not wary enough a lot of the time. But yeah, that 10k. So I mean, I, I ran it in
1: like uh, 44 minutes. I mean, I don't mean to be rude to you, right, but. <laughs> You know, you're not lot that long after abusing your body. You know, and you smoked yeah. smoke and stuff like that as well. And you know, that's a that's a mad fast time for someone who'd only been running for a very small period of time and who had abused their body for years. No, I know.
0: Uh, I I mean, I don't have the answer for that. Why that is? Uh, it wasn't an easy course either, to be honest. Like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the first it was only two turn on fifty meter uphill at start, but it feels it started now. Uh, and I came in, yeah, forty four fifty or something. Nice. So I never realised that was fast. And see, to be honest, like I'm, I'm not saying it's fast, but see for like an amateur runner, that is uh, yeah, that yeah is for sure, pretty, it's decent, hundred uh, percent. because in my mind I'm like sub 40 is like what I want for a 10k now yeah but I've never ever run a 10k I I probably would never run a 10k after that but uh, I remember like going down and the guy the guy who had kind of organized it had got his uh, vests with the name of the rehab on it so it felt like no that way you're just like you as if you're doing something. Oh, he really, must have been really so proud.
1: Must have been very.
0: Proud. Oh, fucking big time, and even getting the medal. And I remember the next day my daughter was coming up to visit me, and and I gave her the medal. And that's been a wee. Uh, that's been a wee kind of tradition that I've like taken on. Like any time I run a race, I give Sam the medal. But uh, yeah, like if I had if I had to look back to that 10K and think where I'd be now we're running. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought that was possible, but like you're saying, I do understand. I've got that personality. I've got that tech. I've got that uh, that need to do more. Yeah. And I don't know even, like, because I went for 10K to marathon. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, uh, as if there was a kind of logical plan. Yeah, it was just kind of like I'm doing a marathon, and I remember sitting in my supported accommodation, and typing the details into the Edinburgh Marathon uh, application. Yeah, uh, that that was a big moment because like that, I feel as if that's where it really stuck, like really kind of kicked in for me. Uh, but don't get me wrong, like I, w- I had like seven months worth of Training before that, and I looked up tons of training programs, and I, I took bits for ones that I liked, and and I kind of plastered them all together. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I done I done half marathons within that training program, yeah, for so sure. it wasn't as if I'd, yeah, so it wasn't as if I'd never done a half, but uh, yeah, I think by the end of the training for the first Edinburgh marathon, it it was kind of like, I just want this over with now because I'd almost, I I didn't sicken myself, but I just pushed that hard. And the guy that, the guy that I was training with, he was kind of out and in. The guy I was training with for that was actually the guy I ran the hundred mile away. Nice. Uh, So he was kind of like, like, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to do it. I don't feel good about this. And he's a lot older than me. So I I, I get that, you know, and his, yeah. his his hips are a wee bit like shaky and he's got his runner's knee and uh, he's nearly 50 and it's all of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, went down, went down that first Edinburgh marathon, ran 307 for like my first marathon, which was fine, but I'm obsessed with
1: getting the sub free, so I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you this how much do you think that running helped you stay sober through that first period coming out of rehab? Well, I think, especially
0: upon entering rehab and upon letting my Body, the aches and pains healed. Just, just the the different things that were going on with me, the detox, Uh, and then pretty much running started for me, like in that group, yeah, Uh, in that running group that I was taught about. the, The guy used to take us out, and I don't know if it was me still running away for things or running towards something. But something happened to me when I run. Yeah, uh, my brain functioned. I wasn't uh, clouded with all this uh, darkness that was still in there. Yeah, you know. And and as I pushed, and as I pushed, and as I get more frustrated in my brain, my body reacted, and I pushed harder. That dissipated. It like it, it came down. You know, and. Like these runs that I'm talking about, one they like hard, hard runs. These runs were the ones like you post sometimes about them, Scott. Like when when you're like I only done like whatever distance, but it just felt so good to be out was yeah, nice. breathing the air. See when you start appreciating things like the air you breathe, and that sounds cheesy, right? I get that, right? And I get people might be like, "What is this guy on?" But like. The air you breathe, the sights around you. I'd been looking down for so long, Scott, because like I was so embarrassed about who I was. I hadn't, I hadn't looked up in ages, man. Like, yeah, man. I, like, I seen the city again for like uh, the first time in a very, very long time, and and I guess it's just about consistency after that. And see if I find something that 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 makes me feel like that and and aids me like that and in helps my method of thought then I need to keep doing it or else I'm going to go back to that place Uh, but yeah like sometimes I have actually think I explained what running means to me better there than I thought I would be able to because I kind of figured you would probably ask me that and it's like it's quite hard sometimes just to like put it right there Uh, but I mean like it could be cheesy to say it saved my life but
1: in so many ways. It did. I say and that, that all the time. Say, mate. I say that all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough, man. And I guess it doesn't mean it doesn't mean to say, "Oh, we are running, I would die," but with running, I have yes, yeah. this, this for, life for know? sure,
1: man, hundred percent. And like I feel, if I didn't find just training in general, because I, you know, myself, I do all different types of training, so just training. I didn't find that I would have ended up drinking again yeah which then means I probably wouldn't be here or I'd be in a very 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 bad place and that's why I say that training saved my life because I genuinely don't know if I would have been able to cope with the 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 want to do it in the darkness and the pain of losing my dad without it you know and what you were saying there is when you were running and you were getting away for the darkness in you and stuff like that man that was uh, you know the first six months to a year or whatever of me stopping drinking and losing my dad that's how I felt it just made me happy It just made, gave me happiness and uh, took me away from all the bad shit in life but um, now you know n- you know eight nine years later when I'm out running the biggest thing for me man I just like appreciate my health so much like i appreciate that i can actually go out and run and that i don't and that i'm healthy and that i'm physically and mentally uh healthy and um but it's all obviously just through years of consistently doing it that's got me to yeah. to be like that and i just i'm just so hard like i can't describe like when i'm out especially if it's like a really nice day man and uh, i've got the tunes and i'm just running and i just feel so high and happy and I just like I'm just in my head I'm just like I am so grateful that this is me and I'm not in a pub drinking or I'm not in the house drinking do you know what I mean? Yeah of course man because like it's weird you're saying that like the
0: moments can fleetingly like come back to you see like sitting in a house drinking the flats rank and it's just like that chaos and you're like Sometimes me and Debbie have a fight and I'm like, oh, screw this, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, I'm just so grateful for like, what I've got. Like the kind of, the unit I've got. It's, 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 aye, it's insane.
1: I still have, I still have days where I want to be back in that minging flat getting fucked up. Of course. You know, and that's crazy. Like, especially lockdown at one, you know, when I first got my work taken away from me and, you know, I was living. I'm living on my own, and at that point, the restrictions were so tight. You couldn't visit yeah. people. You couldn't. I couldn't do any sort of PT, and uh, the want to. You know, be back to not giving a fuck about anything and just drinking. What the fuck was so high? Not that I would do it. Um, I had enough people around me, and I'm, open enough to speak up to the people close to me to, talk about it. Um, but yeah, it was there, man. Like big time. But you've got like, you've got a lot of
0: gratitude, Scott. You, can, do you know what I mean? You can it, it comes out of you. When it, when I'm looking at my phone, one of your posts, gratitude's just coming of it. And I'm not saying that like uh, to kind of big you up on it, and, like, but because I believe like see somebody showing their gratitude can maybe just nudge somebody else. Oh, in the yeah having gratitude. Oh, yeah. So it's like, and I think you know that, do you know what I mean? And that's you, why
1: you... Have you had those moments, like, recently? on the last year? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the... Because my the next kind of question, is... my next kind of question was, how has your, especially through lockdown, how has your kind of sobriety been?
0: Well, it's been... It's been difficult, like I said to you, nine weeks. I mean, we... Obviously, this is going to kind of cross over the run stuff, but uh, at the start of the year, last year, we didn't even know what was going to happen, and then we're training, and then we're kind of... Then I wasn't training, then I was like, what the fuck's happening here anyway? And then it was just like, right, boom, we're in, and I was all in, absolutely lost my mind just to... Running and but also like social media and uh, like trying to fundraise, which I'd never done before. And I'm just like so at my death, but I get obsessed by it. <laughs> it's just all that stuff. And then I get up to the run, we run, and then a few weeks later, like I, I ended up. Like abusing my medication, uh, and it had been going on for like a wee bit. And I went to went to the hospital one night, so I was, was I wasn't good, you know. And the ambulance came out, and it was all that stuff. And uh, I ended up in stop Hill for like nine weeks, ten weeks, kind of nine and a half. But essentially, it was a really, really dark point of the year, you know, like wasn't fair, and wasn't fair, Debbie, my family, Sam. Uh, And I was able, and this is what's mental because I would like, and actually lived relatively well in the hospital you know it was like as soon as I'm in these places I, like I can adapt to them very easily and uh, but I shouldn't I shouldn't want to be able to adapt you know yeah, I, I shouldn't yeah. even be in there in the first place eh uh, but there was a lot of counselling there was a lot of different tweaking of a medication and all that, that shit. That, that nine weeks just kind of almost, like, vanished, you know? Uh, I was locked away for the world who were already in lockdown. And it was just, like, in a lot of ways, and this is me being genuinely honest, it was so much easier. Like, so much easier than in there. Yeah, uh, but I guess that's the easy way. Isn't it? Like at the end of the day, that's definitely the the easy route. But I was I was lucky as well. I stayed in like a brand new ward, had my own room, uh, and I seen my doctor on a Monday. Do you know what I mean? And the rest of the time was like kind of counselling groups and different activities and what i've seen in there like like i separated myself everybody because in my mind i'm like i'm not ill like them uh but i've seen some sad sights, people that won't probably ever get out of there and that's 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 not great so i'm grateful enough that uh that i can actually like leave the hospital come home uh i'm I'm grateful for the fact that I can walk back into my flat, it's tidy, it's actually all been decorated differently because like Debbie was couldn't wait to welcome me home. And then I'm like, all that for like the behavior. Do you know what I mean? That behavior of just trying to escape for that moment. So there's definitely been a lot of valuable lessons, like uh Because, yeah, after the run definitely wasn't the best few months, but we're
1: through the other end of it now. So, I'm glad to hear it. Nice. You, so the end of the run, you said there, the run was 100 miles. Yeah. And and the one go, uh, (laughs) that was last July. Yeah, you're then, the 23rd. You're doing another one this year, which we'll talk about on the next episode with your brother. And um, yes. so let's go back to last year then. So, how did it come about, man? How did this uh, 100 for Amy come about? Literally, uh, sitting having a
0: coffee with, with Debbie, and just I'd been looking for something, looking in. I done a fifty mile ultra marathon from Stirling Uni to Perth about kind a year before this, right? So a year before I, I planned it at 100 for Amy, I'd done this fifty miler, and I I ran that in about eight and a half hours. In it was fucking tough, man. Like massively, really <laughs>
1: tough.
0: I had that. To, it's so like I've kind of i done three marathons as well. I broke that sub. I, yeah. I broke that three hour mark that uh, that I probably mentioned. And just wanted something new. I've been watching hundreds of ultra running documentaries, and I'm like, right, what about doing a hundred miler? Uh, and that was in my mind. That that is in my own mind. I haven't even mentioned this. To, to Debbie it in a but at a wee coffee shop in Great Western Road, Paper Cup, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, I think we like we'll do a hundred mile, but do it for charity, and like really get passionate about trying to raise money for something. Straight, I knew it was Amy Winehouse Foundation for me. Yeah. Like, uh, it was always going to be that foundation. Not only did I, did I love Amy Winehouse, but like obviously the charity is dynamite. What it does for young people, people with mental health issues, addiction. Uh, so literally, I'm I'm putting that across to Debbie and Paper Cup. And by the time we left, like that 100 for Amy was was born. Even the way it was written, the at 100 for Amy. So it's like right after that, what do you do? Right, you start. Like, so we watched tons of 100-miler documentaries. I'm starting looking at the training programs. I'm trying to look at times, like, as in, like, uh, when when's the easiest time to do this? Like, how long do I need to train? Uh, which I knew. This was about October. So I knew by July right? that's plenty, absolutely plenty. Uh, and then I spoke to my friend Stephen, who ended up being the guy I ran it with. And I told him about the idea and then he was like, why don't we, well, we can do the West Highland Way. Uh, And I was like, "Shit, I hadn't even thought of that because I've walked the West Highland Way twice at this point. So I know the terrain. Uh, It's not as if I'm getting there absolutely blind. Uh, So pretty much by the end of that day, man, like, the gig was set and it was like I'm pretty sure it was either that night or the, the day after that I set up the just giving page. And I probably even I don't even know man, I probably posted about it around about then. Uh, but then it was just kind of get your head down. There was a lot of stuff that obviously researching and the, the nutrition and like just the the training in general, because if you look up about like 100-mile training, a lot of people burn themselves out like yeah. far too fast because they just think, oh, I just need to... I mean, people don't realise that like a four-mile run is partly a 100-mile training. You know, that's a recovery run. It's just getting out there, getting your yeah. legs moving, getting the... So, yeah. And then it was just like boom for there. And then the kind of the fork in the road was like uh, lockdown because we were kind of like, and I think March so was really... when.
1: that when you started? Oh, no. Like we
0: Were on, you training we were way before it, that? Aye, I, I was training way before that. And then I took a couple of weeks off at Christmas. Then I'm kind of like breaking it in in January because obviously the weather, blah, blah, blah. But then with everything that was going on, it was kind of like, People are in my ear saying, oh, by the way, I don't know if you'll even get into Fort William. You might not get into all these wee, like, Balmaha, Kinlochleven, or all these, like, kind of villages yeah. that are, like, uh, situated just off the West Highland Way, where obviously we're going to be, like, stopping and meeting, meeting our team, blah, blah, blah. So it was, like, it was off and on and off and on and off and on. It was that way, like, will we just leave it to next year? Will we do it? Will we leave it and then it was like eventually it was just like right, fuck it, we're doing it. Steven, like my partner in crime, he he was really good at that. He just went, let's just do it. Come on. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. They're gonna kick us at the are they gonna kick us at the tin? Are they gonna <laughs> arrest us. We nearly got arrested in Bamaha one day, on I mean, during lockdown. I know oh, wait, should, wait. Man, it's fucking mental. Uh, so yeah, after that it was just like kind of we
1: just went for it. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. So what was your what was the training like? Right, so there will be people listening to this that are maybe thinking about yeah, doing a hundred miles one day, or th- thinking about oh, I don't know what, I wonder what it feels like, what the training's like. So what was your training like? Well, the
0: way I, the way I look at it, right, and this is the simplest way I can uh, put it. I do three small runs during the week, yep. and then two big runs at the weekend. The Saturday will be long. The longest, Sunday will always be about ten to twelve. You know? So I think like Miles. Yeah, Miles. Uh and the advice that, like with the training, you need to respect your body. Yeah. It's something I'm terrible at. You know, like if I'm if I wake up sore and and I think you know yourself, Scott, like you know the difference between sore and potential injury. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry every yeah. fucking day, mate. <laughs> I, I do. Right, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a case of, like, respecting... respecting your body and making sure you're looking after yourself. And, I mean, see, with the training, right, the training's all fair and well. We can all go out and run, like, right, 6, 4, six, uh, 30, 10, boom. What's that, like, 40, 50? That's about 60 mile a week, right? We, like... Most people could do that because with a hundred mile training, see if you need to walk for a, a mile. Yeah. Get walking. See yeah. as long as you are moving. Yeah, you know, like we we're never we're not all going to start as professional ulcers, but I mean everybody needs to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, the the training for me, nutrition was massive for me. Like I, see, as soon as I started eating the right stuff eating very clean. And see, to be honest, I've always been pretty good at that. Uh, but you know what it's like when you start treating yourself a bit too too, too much? When I, when I was training, especially into the kind of last three months, it's like absolutely clean. You need to be watching your calories, how much you're taking in. You need to be... I mean... I take it like I take quite a protein-rich, nutrient-rich shake every morning.
1: Are you vegan? It's not no,
0: vegetarian. Uh, hey, okay. I, I, was, I, I the last time I spoke to you, I was vegan, mate. Hey, okay, okay. Uh, but I, I, ended up like I like eggs too much, man. I know that's bad, but, oh, that's so uh, but yeah, the, the nutrition with the the running, the looking after your body. Uh, foot socks for example and I, these are just really small things right foot socks look after your feet well this and is I've a question this is a terrible mistake
1: Instagram is foot health and how are you making sure that your feet aren't getting absolutely gubbed basically
0: yeah no I just soak them I soak them every night I, I, thought, them. I thought
1: you were saying soaks is in socks no <laughs> oh
0: no, soaks like, uh, soaking I, them in water yeah.
1: Right, okay, right.
0: So I, I, I soaked them in Epsom salt. <laughs> <laughs> just a
1: pure East End accent, man, i oh, No, I was sitting there, like, you were saying foot socks, and I'm like, where else would you wear socks? Like, obviously they're foot socks. Uh, another thing, foam rolling. Yes, I was just doing that today, actually.
0: Yeah, so it's not nice, it's not pretty, it's fucking sore most of the time very very important though like in training like I always give like maybe two three nights a week I feel as if I'm almost lying there because I'm foam rolling most nights now
1: yeah, yeah. but
0: uh, it's just because I've been on a really I'm doing a lot of hilly runs now so it's like that way my calves are just yeah, destroyed yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying to get the, the knots out of them but I mean the training will treat, treat you as well as you treat the training. I think that's the best way to say it. See, if you'd respect the training, then I'll show respect to you. But I mean, see, for something like this, and I mean, it's Scott, you must identify that with like Iron Man. Like, see, the bottom line is like someday can I just half arse train for Iron Man? Yeah, no. like it, but, it's but
1: But, but you say, say half arse training, that's totally true. But training means Nutrition, hydration, recovery, stretching. And that's what people don't understand. They just think like training, oh, w- I'll train, they no bother. But are you willing to put those other hours in to everything else that's not just physically training? training? Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's quite cool. because like, that question, and it feels if like I've spoken about running for about a minute and the rest of the time's about nutrition, the rest of the time's about hydration, yeah, yeah. St- stretching, you said there, boom. And see if, like, it, you can look up, like, I think if you type into Google yoga stretches for runners, and there's like, I will give you five, and they're great, and I yep. like, I swear by them. Uh, and you, you don't need they, they don't beast you, you know. You, you can do them quite easily, and and they definitely helped. But I think as well, when you're talking about training, you need to talk about tapering towards the end as well. Oh yeah. So, I'd never done that for marathons. I, I was running stupid. Amounts of miles, uh, even at the second last week yep. to in, in my marathon training. But with this, I had to pay strict attention to what I was doing because I knew that taper would would
1: make or break this. Oh, to be honest, you know, needs to be to so fresh going into that. Surely,
0: oh, I don't even know if I. I was so nervous, man. Oh, like, see, yeah. so it's it's like. I know we'll go into it, but like my whole family came yeah. to see us off and all that, right, and it was just like, fuck's sake!" And see when I get, we actually got off, I was just like, "Oh, thank God!" The <laughs> I Fucking hell! No, totally. But, uh, no, but definitely that that tapered. So uh, we, I tapered for about nearly four weeks. Don't get me wrong; there was still a lot of running in that, but pretty much the last week. I think I'd done like two days, a mile each just to get the legs moving. That was it.
1: What was, uh, your, long, what was your longest training run? 45. 45 miles? Yeah. Christ, I would have thought it would have been longer than that, like just if I was to guess. I, well, that's another thing, Scott, that I never like
0: uh, realised. There's actually training programmes you can find that, don't get me wrong, you can find longer one, longer uh, last runs than that. But there's also ones you can find like a lot, like shorter, like 40, 35. This is just about like, see, you do something like this, it's more about just the hours you put in in your feet, you know? Yeah, that's it's been up, be moving forward, constantly moving forward. So, yeah, that's what I mean. See, see, after that 45, did I get back and I was like, how the fuck am I going to double it like more that's than that?
1: So mental. what about what about um, you obviously need major mental strength for something like this um, you know physical ability is only going to get you so far if you're not mentally strong and, you know obviously going through what you've went through in your life has probably made you mentally strong similar to myself but was there anything in particular that you'd done to work on that or was that just something that you have now well I feel, I don't think I don't think you necessarily just have it.
0: I believe I could have it one moment and have it not have it the next. Yeah. You know, I guess I need to surround myself with positivity. Uh, if I don't have positivity in my life. Or like in my mindset of that that one moment then then I'm screwed up anyway. So then I think about right. So when I'm running, like what? So what do I do for there? Like how am I get like? So I'll usually listen to podcasts or music. Uh, Rich roll, uh, you you know Rich roll. Yeah. Uh, when you're running. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got certain I've got certain ones I go to. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and then I mean internal chat and it? it's like in, that internal monologue uh, music's a great thing music transports me back to whatever era the band I'm listening to uh, takes me to and it's amazing you know some I, I still go back and listen to like of
1: the State and like, I swear to God, man, it's just like, I'm smooth. I'm smooth. Dude, I had a run a few while ago and I put on blank self-titled and it was one of the best runs of my life, mate. It just took me back to that period in my life and those feelings and uh, emotions that that album gave me. And I swear to God, <laughs> I felt amazing. No, so like I said, like I think that's the best way to answer that
0: question. It's about making sure that I am... Uh, positive how am I going to do that right what's the best way for me to do that now right sometimes I don't want to listen to anything yeah you know sometimes I revisit moments in my life that maybe things could have went either way sometimes I like internally share like talk in my mind about my own story you know like I think it was weird what you said like obviously what you've been through you've like you you'll be strong. And yeah, I think that I get that to a level, but that can also kind of like tear you down as well. You know, right. if you if you, if you if you buy into it too much. But I mean see mostly my runs my, my runs are positive. Uh, mostly I'll be tuned into a podcast. I'm able to lose myself in that stuff. If not, I'll be tuned into music bands that we both grew up loving yeah. you know yeah. I'm, I, I'm still one of these guys that's listening to Tell All Your Friends by Take Back Sunday you know like too bro aye so don't what really it is to burn. so like these these little devices that can push you forward another step man you just need to tune in to. Uh, but it's also to remember that pain like that pain with all I mean you fuck you've definitely felt it, your hips, your knees, like Iron Man, you know, like pain is literally only pain. And like we were saying earlier on, see unless you're like fucking injured or crippled, like at the end of the day, you know that it's something you can push through. Yeah. Uh
1: and you but, can't, yeah. you can't, you can't let it get into your head too much because if you all you think about is the pain, it's going to fuck you up. Whereas you need to, you need to feel the pain, but not just let it consume your mind, or you will let it fuck you. That's
0: up. actually cool what you said because obviously feeling the pain is very, very important. Yeah, because if 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 we don't feel that push, like something pushing us back. How are we ever going to get inspired to push through it? You know, right. totally, man. So, I, I mean, I guess it's so that di- I mean it's so different for everybody how they get inspired, how they can like get to that moment or pushing forward. But uh, yeah, for me, it's just like revisiting uh,
1: memories, seeing how far I've came. You know. Yeah, man, for sure. And I think that's what I meant by, like, when I was saying from what you've been through and that must make you mentally strong, because, like, you know, I get that and I get it as well. I think about like, the bad times or whatever and letting folk down and stuff, and it can tear you apart, as you said. But when I'm out training, I tend to think more about how well I've done to get for A to B yeah. and um, the, po- the more positive side of that stuff. And I think about, you know, my dad and what he would think of me, if he knew I was out running, instead of getting pissed and that kind of thing, and it usually makes me stronger in that moment, you know? Of course. Um, so was it's, a... great you, it's great you have that kind of visualisation. Yeah. You know, that it's right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's there pretty much every time I run, man, even if it's just a fucking 5K, do you know what I mean? Um, was there times where you were like, this is not going to happen? Uh... The training, like just like during, I, during uh, training. Uh, I well, during any point really, but you, in your head, you're like, I don't think I can do this, or I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. I'm very, I'm
0: naturally very tough myself, like. So <laughs> there's definitely there was a there was a part of me right up until we ran thinking I I can't do this, you know I I just. I seen it as such an enormous task.
1: What is man? (laughs)
0: It's insane. No, I did. I know, but like (laughs) it's that way that I'm like. I see it as such an enormous task, but yet I'm putting myself out there, like saying I'm going to do this. So this wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to go and do this one day. David's going to know about it. It's like obviously we raised a lot of money, like. I d- promoted it, it was that way, it was like putting yourself out there, so it was very, very scary, but so yeah, I mean, like, to answer your question simply, definitely, yeah. like, every day, there was something in me saying, you're not going to be able to do this, aye, aye.
1: Uh, but also think- every day, there was something at the other side saying, no, you can do this. I think it's important to let people know that, because like, you know, dealing with clients, when they're if they've signed up for an event or a competition, a race or whatever, and I think that they feel that, like, they're the only people who have those thoughts, like, they beat themselves up about it. And I'm like, listen, everybody feels that shit when they are going through and working towards a big goal, you know?
0: Yeah. No, definitely, like, she
1: there you go, back <laughs>
0: I, know, I, think, I was just, sorry mate, I was putting it in charge that's ah, alright uh, not exactly you're right and I'm probably like my answer to that question, I never even thought about it in that uh, that idea, talking about your clients but like, see I, I, I genuinely believe MD that's taking on be it a 5k, be it a 10k be it, there's going to be a point that your mind's going to say to you, you can't do this, I can't do it. Or you've got that, like, your heart's about to, like, jump out your chest and yeah. it's, like, the nerves are coming up. It's about harnessing all the positives for that. Because see if you've done the work, why, like, why are you worried? You know, like, when I had my worst doubt, it was like, but I've trained for this. Yeah, I've done. I've done everything it told me today in that program. You know, don't get me wrong. It was a bit stop start here and there, but we'd like it, it was good. It went well. It, yeah. it was good. You feel good. Like I think I was in the best physical shape before we set off. Like that I've ever been in. You know. Uh, so it's definitely just about. It's heart over head again. It's this thing in your heart, you know you can do it, but your head's gone like oh, no, you're never gonna be able to
1: do this. Yeah. Your head will, your head'll screw you like every single time. No, oh, for certain man. Um so what about the uh the day then? Take us through like the 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 run and, and the and the day itself, like just starting fair as you say, with your the family at the start point or whatever. So straight away like my one, my
0: one issue that I look back in now, on now, which we've actually corrected for this year. Obviously, it was a midnight start. Hey, okay. So it's that way. I like waiting. Oh all God! Day. I. Die. Yeah. And then Debbie's like, "You should go and try and get some sleep." Is it? I mean, come on, Scott. You know yourself where I am. Not I'm gonna happen.
1: Not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> Not. That I chance. just did a podcast on in my bed. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then. I post, like I got all my shit out, posted a video out uh, just to, so it kind of gave people a, a decent understanding about like what went into this. There's yeah. like a lot of stuff, and we were lucky enough to have like I mean, we had like a van, a car. Me and Debbie were traveling in a car with one of my friends, so we had a team, you know. And Debbie, unfortunately, was really the only person that knew. Actually, was going on like where exactly where we were going, uh, which, to be honest, was a bit of a nightmare for her, but uh, she done really well with the, the job that that she had. So essentially, we all go down to Mogai, uh, and we're setting off for Mogai town centre, and Stephen meets us there so we're already in. It's pissing down, man.
1: It's fucking pissing. And it's like cold. And I'm just like already depressing.
0: <laughs> kind, well, kinda of, like see be fair, like my mental state was good at the start.
1: Yeah. Like I
0: so we waited until twelve and I gave everybody hugs. It was actually it was really emotional and I could feel myself getting emotional and I just wanted to get away. Because I was like, I can't even deal with this shit. You know, my daughter came and Gary, I remember Gary. He will, I can't even wait to do this to him when he, he's doing it this year. He just hugged me and went out of my ear, get it fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I kind of like that, but like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so boom, boom, we're off and we've got headlamps on and we're just heading into the, the pitch black wilderness now. The West Highland Way pretty much is a climb for the moment you start the West Highland Way. I've
1: never been, I've never been, never done it.
0: Right. So, essentially, it's a it's a trail straight away, but it's just this gradual climb. So See that way, even when you're hitting gradual climbs, you can feel, just like, after a while, you just feel. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it levels in and out, levels in and out. Uh, but from Mogai to Balmaha is... 20 miles, just over 20 miles. That's it. So the first stop was Balmaha, the first place that we would meet uh, the girls who, who had our nutrition food. Uh, one mile in, Scott, my feet are soaking. Fuck. No way, man, I one mile in, and we're just like there's frogs everywhere <laughs> because it was that time of year. Fuck you know, and I realised at that moment in. Um, we'd bitten off just for this section a bit more than we can chew because yeah. I was like ah, I've only ever walked around this in the day yeah like and it's pitch black we know like there's lights nowhere yeah
1: and you're, and you're just like wow can I just so ask what, we, can I just ask what kind of pace you're setting out at
0: well we were aiming right so we were aiming the, the pace for this section was 12 and a half minute miles. Right, okay. And don't get me wrong, a couple of the first ones were like nine and a half. I, I it always happens. Yeah, it's just, it's just the
1: fucking... Exciting. The buzz is well. it's...
0: Uh, I, so, yeah, I, I think that for the, the guys that are listening as well, like people... Like 10 minute miles for a hundred miler is fast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's for... And I bet you people are listening going, oh, my God, that seems a bit more realistic now. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know That's what I mean? Sure. Because
0: it's it it's a trot you're looking for, but you need to be steady. You need to be consistent, you know? Uh, so we're climbing, we're climbing, and we come to the first... I think it's a Munro Conic Hill. It might not be a Munro, but it's a, it's a tough hill to climb. And you're all the way up and then... We went down into Balmahan, We met the girls and were soaking. And actually, actually, it's just—I mean, this is how like unpretty it is. I brought like black bags with like, arms cut out and head cut out because it was just the easiest thing to like shove over you, and it'll keep you rel- well, it'll keep you dry. Yeah, but it'll also keep you warm. It'll insulate. So, uh, yeah, we get into Balmahan, and by the time we get to the next stop. Uh, River Denning there's a picture of me uh, that I posted and I'm eating a cheeseburger and River Denning sitting at the water and it, rem- it's actually quite I
1: remember that picture they post that one on Facebook on the day aye, aye, aye. and
0: you're probably like ah what the fuck are you doing cheeseburger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what class aye <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah like so by the time we got into River Denning which was the third stop it was like light and we're like right we're kind of seeing the other seeing the other side of this now uh, but it, it just kept raining and it was it was dreary was it the best day Audit. summer as well I know, going
1: eh? summer
0: and know dude, it's uh, if it's the way it is. that's why we chose a bit later for this year August just so I was like right well it's usually a wee bit nicer later on so uh, but yeah well, I mean, me and Stephen are plodding on. At this point, sometimes we're plugged into our phones, listening to stuff, we're running separately. Other times we're chatting away. And, I mean, some of the chats we had, we actually, it was almost as if we forgot what we were doing. It was yeah. just kind of like uh, about the usual stuff that we that we chat about. And, plus, you're, you're surrounded by beautiful surroundings, Scott. You know, yeah. like... Uh, and and you end up in kind of such secluded places that you're like, holy fuck, man! Like I can't believe, like I'm still in Scotland or still anywhere near Glasgow. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but we had a really, we went through a really tough section that took us about like two two hours. Took us, and it was just at the side a lot a lot So you're just literally you can't run we were using uh, walking poles or marching just up and down the side of the lock stepping in mud we're soaking like we're we're, we're soaking constantly Uh, and by the time we get out of there we, we reached a place called Ben Glass Farm now so that's way by Loch Lomond and this is at a point that this is where the course kind of starts to change because now one, the uphill is going to become like right serious climbs. Uh, we're getting to essentially a forest that we're not for twenty miles at this point. But... Uh, so it's just a case of ben Glass Farm. I'm trying to eat another burger. We're, we're, but and don't get me wrong, along with the burger, I'm taking electrolytes. I'm taking gels. I've got this really good uh, supplement powder called Tailwind. So that, like that's inputting the calories in me. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm still taking solids. So I'm eating burgers. I'm eating pancakes. And uh, At this point, I'm feeling good. It's going well. I change. And I mean, see at this point, man. You're just talking about like getting naked in the middle of like <laughs> just the road, and just putting your stuff back on. By this point you don't and I, I think you just forget like what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, so we get into this forest in How far beautiful, are you here? We're about 30, 31, I think. And we've got nineteen miles to the next stop, which is yeah. Tindrum. And uh, so this forest just feels as if it's going on forever. And yeah, big, big climb. But then we get some downhill. Me and Stephen at the same time so like that, feeling it in my knee. And what's crazy is and a lot of people who kind of, who who run don't realise that seeking downhill can really fucking hurt. Yeah, like, no. and it can do de- it, it. can do a lot of damage. Uh, sometimes when Stephen to say to me, "Oh, because I must come down," and yeah. I'd be like, "I don't want to come down because I know that's gonna." I- I've got like I've got sciatica, and I get it in my my right knee and my right ankle. And see when I'm coming down, how it just jars it. Uh, so me and him both end up. I end up t- uh, pulling away from Stephen at this point, and. There was certain points like that that me and Stephen were me running together, but this was the most split up we got, because I ended up taking a, a wrong bloody turn, oh, no. and I ended up running like an extra mile and a half. Uh, and then until eventually I caught Stephen up, we ended up at Tindrum. The Tindrum is a, a lovely little village just kind of not far from Oban. And We've got a spot and me and Stephen have been there a good few times and it's it's lovely. And we were like, right, what will day is we'll get out because it's got a little river that flows through it. So he was like, no, we can day. We can get like get our legs in the river, get the cold water into them, eh, blah, blah, blah. And then we're both sitting there and I'm eating this another burger and I'm halfway through. And one of the girls who was with us, has a dog with us has a dog with her he comes up steals my burger eats (laughs) the whole thing and then she she comes up Jordan right I'll go to the shop and get you something blah 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 and I was like listen it's all right. and it's crazy because like what I said to her was gonna reflect the rest of the day and I just said to her listen I'm done with solids like I just couldn't eat solid food that was it 50 mile in, halfway in, and I'm like, oh my God, like, that's it for solid food. I had tons more extra gels and, like, different things, uh, but that was the last moment until the next day that that actually chewed something. Fuck. So, so we, like, Tindrum, again, all changed, ready to go. Stephen brings out these, like, straps for your knee and we both put them on and I'm like I actually looked at a picture of that going what why am I even putting that on like, <laughs> I mean I know it's not as if that's gonna help Sciatica. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah and from there we got a bit of decent weather and we come up to a point and I guess like we'll we'll kind of move on. There was a, a few stops after that there was a big climbs uh, there was a lot of soul running. There was a lot of trying to kind of like inspire Stephen as well because he was going through a bit of the, the whole negative head.
1: So at this point, uh, are you sorry, to interrupt man? But are you like on running or what, and or going at a pace that you had planned, or were you like way behind, or were you going faster than you thought? No, we were behind by this point. Uh, I think.
0: That 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 point when I was talking about being at the side of the lock, right? That like just how wet it was there. It was just a, an absolute slog getting through that. And I can't just like I'm not just going to blame it on that. You know, there was there was different points that we lost. Fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes here, and it built up to just under two hours. We're only two hours behind at this point. Uh, but we're getting into, into kind of, right, so we, we were in Tindrum and we came out and, again, that was probably the nicest weather, so, we're, like, it feels good. There's a, there's a wee bit of a breeze in there, but it, it's not too bad. We come down into King's House, which, again, now we're reaching the point that, like, everything's secluded, you know, like, we're, we're, we're getting right in the middle of nowhere here. Uh, and I mean we're tired but we're still we're definitely still plodding on and we we come to a point that we get to the bottom of this uh, climb called the Devil's Staircase right it's quite it's quite like popular famous whatever you like to say a lot of people just go there for the day climb up it and then come back down and uh, we're trying to climb up it during then a hundred miler it's fucking insane and this was my, this was my kind of, I hit the wall here. And I remember coming along, you're running right next to the road and cars looking by, and it's almost like, it's almost kind of seen that, like, bustle that you see people in cars and all that, and sometimes you put, all oh, them waving to you, and it's like, you a wee bit of inspiration. And we got to the bottom of the Devil's Staircase, and Stephen was like, I want to wait in the girls because they're bringing me... And, he needed something because we weren't going to see him for like 15 miles or whatever.
1: Just a, uh, about a halfway point, aye?
0: No, no, we're, we're talking about three quarters here. Right, okay. Uh, and so we stop, and I'm not eating it, and I'm not drinking anything, and I'm just like, I'm standing, and then I'm kneeling down, and I'm just like, oh my God, my legs feel like absolute dead weight, you know? And Stephen, and this guy, this other guy, he was running... This guy, Steve, as well. It's really confusing. Steve and Steven. But this guy had turned up to just run certain bits with us, keep us kind of motivated, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they looked fresh fresh as anything. And I'm like, oh, no, man, I'm dying here. Like, And just as... And we weren't even there that long waiting. in The girls, it was maybe five more minutes. By the end of that five minutes, I feel... Oh, God. Just... Just low, yeah. like I felt as if just heavy, as if the world was pushing down on me, and and I've got my 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 walking poles, and we're about to start climbing devil's staircase. And Steve goes first. I'm in between. Then there's Stephen behind me, so we're going up, marching in the order of three. And I know I'm I'm slowing. Like Steve's starting to pull away, and I'm I, and I can feel me and Stephen just like falling behind. But Steven's marching behind me. So I'm trying to keep the pace with him so he's yeah. not and he and he just goes after me, Jordan. I need to go in front of you. And the two of them just disappeared. And I I'm marching up this hill. And that's like that's a moment when all that stuff we were talking about comes into play. Mm-hmm. That's like it's almost like that Rocky Battle War moment in it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's like that moment that you kind of go, "Am I? Is it, does this finish here? Because there was a moment in my heart that said, you can't have gone anywhere. And, no and I was crying, and it was just like... And then something happened. And it was almost like clarity. It was almost like I've been like... I don't know, given a second chance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I started to march, I started to march, and it was a long, long way to the top, man, but I got there, and I folded up my poles, and I attached them to my jacket, and I was just like, right, this isn't going to beat me. That was the point that it was going to beat me, and I'm by that point.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And I fucking flew Yes, and and it is. I know. Into the next, uh, I fucking took over. Stephen, Stephen flew by him. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, walking and, or running?
1: The, you walking at this Running, time? flying.
0: Yes. And about yes. it? <laughs> uh, and it, there was this really nice thing that happened, and it happened. I wasn't even there, but Stephen told me about it, and this actually like, it, it means a lot to me. And I don't really know Steve that well. What happened was like Stephen they got up to the top and they started like moving forward and moving on. And Stephen was like, I can't leave Jordan. And Steve just went out to him, leave him. He's strong. He'll get through that. And I was like, That's fucking made my day, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, cool as fuck, man. But
1: yeah. So I mean,
0: we from there we had like another stop and then we were moving on to the last stop of the run before Fort William. So we get into now, that again, this is where we lost time as well. So by this time, the darkness is in and it's, when we were in a place called Kinlochleven, in and uh, they parked just in this hotel car park that me and Stephen have used a couple of times in a uh, I think just a lot of stuff was going on there. There was a lot of emotion. We were all like, I wanted to get changed and I was cold and I just wanted to, and I tried to eat. And, and I, I remember Debbie was like showing me a, a video that Sam had had made me like, but she'd kept a secret. It was on her phone and I nearly broke down watching it. And she was like, right, you don't need to watch it now. And it's yeah. like, then Stephen lost something. So it took his, Ages to get out of leaving, leaving. and uh, it was actually really good. Another young boy had come up to do the final section with, so it was 20 miles. So we knew 20 miles to the end here that's it,
1: yeah. Uh, Just a marathon, <laughs> no.
0: but it is crazy saying that to you like that, ah, Scott. I know that sounds, I don't want that to sound arrogant. No, it doesn't. Like, I know exactly
1: he, what you're thinking. There. I,
0: See when you're at 8 a.m., Yeah, like, for sure. I tweeted to go. Uh, and then we just set out in the darkness. And we've got these head torches. And it's like, nobody's talking anymore. It's like, at first it was a wee bit exciting to leave in the last <laughs> station. <laughs> yeah. But then about five minutes in when the hills like that. Oh, and man. we're just like marching again, marching again. Uh, and then you kind of come into the home street and it's this, it's, it's like an old military road. That like runs through. Well, it used to, uh, it used to be a forest. They've chopped all the trees down now. But you're just literally in this kind of really deserted area. And i just got to a point that I was just like, I I just took off, man. I, I just I wanted one. I wanted home, but two. I wanted to finish strong, you yeah. know. And and I knew there was downhill coming up, and I knew that no matter what my fucking knee or ankle said to me, it wouldn't matter because it's the last push. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to, I pull away for Stephen and I can't even remember that. I think it was Nick. Uh, But it was Nicky. Uh, I pulled away from the two of them and I just kept going. And I just never looked back. And I think I must have pulled away about a mile and a half to maybe two miles in front of them. and just, I knew all I wanted to do was get to the actual road, which leads into Fort William. And and eventually I got there and it was just like, I fucking, it's done. Like, it's absolutely, yeah. we've, we've done it, you know. Like, everything's everything's okay. I'm okay. Like, yeah. we've, and it's crazy just how that works out, you know. Like, the impossible becomes possible. Uh, and I ran in and, I mean it was Obviously At this point It's two in the morning And it's no all uh, Like The girls were knackered As well And Like When I get in I just Hugged everybody And It was Fucking insane Oh like, you must have it must, really, that must
1: have been a Wild wild feeling Like Yeah
0: It was a wild ride So Yeah definitely a wild feeling To
1: match it but uh, worth it, worth every second, you know. For sure, man. What was uh, what was the body feeling like, man? Or was it the next day it really hit you? Well,
0: see, I hadn't been sick, right? And I felt sick for, like, it didn't, not constantly, but it came and came and went kind of thing. When I get in, I think, like, I get back to where I was staying in a wee hotel, and... I remember sitting, and I actually went for a shower. I was actually shocked that I went for a shower at that time in the morning, just how knackered I was. But, uh, oh, I've got a picture of my feet, man, after it, and it wasn't good. Uh, And it was actually crazy. The next day, really, obviously, my legs absolutely destroyed, right? But I could still walk. You know, it it wasn't as if mobility was a, a huge issue. My feet were really bad. That took a wee while. Obviously, maybe kind of a week to get that back to normal. Yeah. Uh, but what was crazy? You could visibly see, like massive weight loss the next day. Get pictures of it, and it's like holy shit, man! Oh, like, yeah, that yeah. is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Like one day, how yeah. that works. Yeah. You know, but that's what. Uh, Rich Roll, I remember listening to an episode of that and he's talking. We were talking about his uh, when he done that Ultraman event, and it said he done it. And then, like a week later, it just lost like all this weight. It's just, like shed, and you're like, it's amazing how the human body works. But it's also amazing
1: how the human body recovers.
0: Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I-, I was down there. I remember after the day after my Ironman, I had to lift my own legs into the bath, like pull them up because I couldn't pull them up because the cycling just and then the run yeah. just ruined it, man. But see, the next day after that, when I was traveling home. I was, I was okay. I was sore, right. but I was okay. I was okay, and I was like, holy shit! One day of like resting and eating, and my body's already starting to feel a bit normal again. I thought it was amazing. I thought I'd be fucked. Oh, no, like, I thought, I thought yeah. I'd be fucked for like a week. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was fucked for like two weeks. I remember took a full. I but not as bad as you initially I, thought you would be. I, no, I yeah. felt I felt fine, but I remember going back into the gym to try and train about a week Aye. and a half after it, and I just I was fucked. Yeah. Well, that's if I mean that. That's that reminds me. Of, we
0: were talking about training earlier on, and it's like the most important runs are the day after you do a hard run to get out again because
1: that's when you test your legs. You know? Sure, man. I've got a couple of questions about the run from folks. So one of them was like foot health, you've kind of covered that. What about knee health, man? Because like so many people get sore knees from running and that's like training for quite, you know, shorter distances. So how do you keep your knees healthy with all that training? Like, well, I mean, I think Is it just all beyond what you're talking about, it's luck as well. Yeah, you know,
0: I think like some people have bad knees, some people don't. But for me, I mean, like I say, as I get sciatica in my ankle, my knee, but that's that's different for runner's knee. Right. I've got, I mean, I've got all different, I've got like three different knee supports. Certain one works, and it's a paquella uh, strap, and it just sits there and works tight round, but. I mean, those yoga stretches I was talking about, you know, just like, aye, eh, just like rehabbing, like you're saying, stretching, looking after your knees, protein, you know, and yeah, well,
1: down in nutrition again, aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was lucky injury wise; didn't really have any apart from plantar fascia plantar fasciitis um that flared, flared up oh it's horrible mate there's nothing really you really do. <laughs> do,
0: do you notice like what, like you're literally just walking and then that can just go Ping.
1: <laughs> and you can hardly walk it's awful man I, awful but the thing is for me it was always in the morning i'd get out of bed and i'd be like holy fuck it's back i can't walk and i'd have a run that day or whatever and i'd be so pissed but there's nothing much you can do apart from see massage for- it and the ball. I've got a hard ball and I roll my foot in the ball every night and stuff like that. But I've not oh, had it. A- I've, I've not had it since my Iron Man training. I've done a lot of running. But yeah. I wear in- I wear insoles and every time I run as well. Custom insoles. Yeah. So they are so they are They're specifically. Well, custom, so they, they But see what the- I was gonna say as
0: well, uh, for the knee uh, aspect of things, like the right shoes, man. Oh yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, really – and I, I don't mean go buy these shoes or buy shoes to an expensive shop, but go to somewhere like Achilles' heel and really get kind of – like, get measurements, blah, 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 look into the type of, right, what kind of gait you got, right, this best suits the way I run.
1: For sure. All man. that,
0: these wee things.
1: There's a, yeah, because there's specifically a shoe for the way you run, there's, a, is it neutral and responsive, I think it is, and, because, yeah, because uh, I went to, before my, I my, started my half Ironman training, I went and got videoed and all that, and they'd done the tests on the treadmill, and they told me what shoe, shoe I, I need for my Feet and all that, because yeah. I think people just buy running shoes. And I mean, even I got a pair of New Balance last year, uh, and the heel bit just didn't work with my heel, and it was getting Aye. sore every run, so they weren't right for me. And it's so I, I think shoes are so important. Toenails? Did you keep your toenails? That's actually massive. I can't believe we didn't actually like, mention that. There, like, just makes. Sh- did I keep my toenails? Aye Is that what you said to Aye, because like People's toenails come off When they run that Those distances Aye, You they? know,
0: I, I lost my I lost my right Big toenail When I ran the 50 miler And I kept on
1: my toenails to the 100 That's a bit weird, isn't it? But, like, see again Especially like, with, with the whole, the, all the wetness And that you're talking about Not crazy
0: But I think that was Like I don't know I had two pair Really good pairs of assets And I hadn't really had really good shoes before so
1: yeah. I don't
0: know if maybe uh,
1: but not not an um, not an socks, well. socks as well like the right type of sock because people just go yeah. in no- normal socks and end up with all these blisters oh, it, you I mean you, mu- you, people. you 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 <laughs> you must have had a lot of blisters no matter what you were wearing man, oh, that, that fucking... distance man Oh, big time! I'd ask to see the picture, but I don't even think I want to see Dude, it. I'll, I'll take it, right? <laughs> I don't even. I honestly don't think I want to see it. It'll freak <laughs> me out, man! It'll freak me out. If somebody asked about hydration on the day. Obviously, you're going to hydrate, but he was talking about salts. Do you did you have specific salt intake or electrolyte? Intake? Well, I had
0: a le- I had an electrolyte uh, powder, of, uh, bulk powders right. that had all that salt that I needed. Also, used Tailwind, which is like a. I use that on way- the bike, man. Yeah, man. So actually, Scott, I thought that was brilliant. That was the yeah, first time you did it. What, what, what kind do you use?
1: I can't, it was the carb powder, the sugars that I use for just for energy got, on the bike. Aye, no, flavour wise. Because
0: oh, I think the flavours are absolutely
1: dynamite. Eh, Christ. I've not used it since my Iron Man. It must have been like tropical or something. Aye.
0: But like, I actually had, uh, because I've got a few notes here, and I had like Tailwind down Speak about because I was at one that there's a salt intake in that as well. Plus, it gives you uh, all these calories. Plus, it's got all the nutrient stuff uh, and the glucose. But it also tastes amazing, which is really, really rare to get. Like, uh, like that kind of like supplement like that that actually tastes good. Usually, you're just like forcing it then.
1: Plus, also, people make the mistake of taking stuff on race day that they've not tried before that fucks with their stomach. Aye, massively. Um, See, you, the gels, all, I... you literally need to test the, the nutrition and think, what, you know, what works. And uh, what but uh, it was science and sport gels I used. And they were massive for me. See, the gels, I I don't like the SIS ones. I'll take them, they're fine, but the taste, I'm just like, but the ones I use, crikey, I can't remember. They sell them all at the bike shops and that and the running stuff, but there's like apple crumble, rhubarb, custard. Oh, my God. But Banoffee, they're amazing, man. I love them. Changing Uh, the game. I'm trying to think. I can't remember the name, man, but yeah, game changer for a gel uh, because the taste is so much better than the SIS uh, stuff. uh, followed
0: me the name
1: when you yeah, yeah i just t- i took one last week actually um yeah man i'll get that but uh oh I, it's, that stuff's just crazy i remember on my iron man i was going like this the sun came out in zurich i wasn't doing it in the summer it was so hot and at one point in the bike i genuinely thought i was going to pass out and i stopped at an aid station i knew it was not the food i needed i took I asked for a salt tablet like a wee packet of salt and yeah uh, i i, I Put that in my mouth and then drank it down in water, and I just instantly felt I'm fine. As soon as I drank, yeah. as soon as I took that, whereas if somebody doesn't know that, that they might just eat something that might not work, and then they still feel it shit. So yeah, but yeah, man, just the amount of preparation and money and detail you need to get into with that these kind of things. It's, it's it's. But I
0: think, like, see for you especially, like I think. See, looking back at all that stuff, does that not make the the prize even bigger for yourself? Like oh, like yeah. that, you can look back and it's not just about the performing of the day. I organised all this, I've done this, I've done that. It's like, it's mental.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, even just, like, I took took one of my clients out, uh, the guy that's doing half an his first proper cycle last week, and it's just simple things, like, it was a cold, windy day, and he didn't have any gloves, and he didn't have the tights on. He had shorts, and I I even made the mistake of wearing my cycle shoes that are for the summer, and my feet were freezing, and it's like, for him, you know, he's going to learn. He's going to make all these mistakes, the now, you know, yeah. and he'll, he'll learn the next time not to not have gloves, because his hands were so cold and stuff like that, and... and, uh,
0: the, and- they're crucial
1: mistakes. Yeah, like These things, there's some mistakes that need to be made. 100%, you need to make them in training um, yeah. so that you're all, you're okay for the day, man. So, oh, honestly, like, so much respect for that, you know. Um, as I, as I was speaking to you last year, I got right sucked into the ultra-running thing during lockdown, actually, because obviously the gyms were shut, wasn't working, I picked up running more. kind of getting a bit obsessed with it I was watching as you said every documentary there is and I kind of had it in my head that I was 100 100 mile was going to be like my next kind of challenge just so happened that when the gyms get back open and I got a bit addicted to CrossFit and (laughs) I'm now addicted to that in terms of needing to get better and wanting to get stronger and fitter in that sense and they just you know yourself you can't run those distances and then go into the gym and throw about heavy weights and stuff yeah. like that you know so i think one day you know because i was talking about doing it with you this year last last year i was talking about that and uh i just thought to myself i'd need to properly commit to running and i'm just not ready for that at this stage of my, of my life you know where my training sits at the moment but I think for sure one day it's something I'd like to take on and um but I know not to underestimate it, you know. Yeah.
0: Because I've watched so many
1: documentaries that people don't finish them, you know. People they, don't, they yep. don't finish and um you know it's a lot of money preparing, it's a lot of effort, a lot of time, and you know, I'd but you done it, man. You'd fucking done it at first at first attempt. So massive congratulations, dude. Thanks, man.
0: Well, dude, I'll be by your side when you do your first
1: 100. You better be doing we'll it with me. <laughs> we we'll all that. we all that. Definitely, man. That's um,
0: an absolute
1: promise. Before we wrap up, dude, I just want to kind of briefly touch on what you were saying about the, you know, the aftermath of the yeah. race because I had it too. Obviously, not to the same extent as yourself in terms of, um, you know, you end up in the hospital. Now, however, after my Ironman, I was lost. I was lost depressed i was so down man i was uh i totally i I totally had the post event depression and then kind of just felt like my purpose was gone and uh, i didn't have this thing to wake up and take on every day and it was really hard it was really hard to deal with and um i just want to get your kind of your um experience of that
0: yeah i think you summed it up quite nicely when you said lost, you know, and I think maybe when I was taught about it earlier on, I rambled a wee bit, but it was tough. It's tough when you put every single thing, every single ounce of your energy into something. Uh, and I'm not saying I was just running and that was absolutely it. Obviously my dad and my, my uh, fiance, my fiance, uh, but there was something missing, definitely. And I think for me, what I've learned from it is like, I need purpose. Now purpose doesn't need to mean like running 100 miles or running whatever, 150 miles, you know? It it just needs to be uh, me being comfortable in my own head about where I'm at. I need to uh, accept my responsibilities Uh, and just live one day at a time because I tend to get like wrapped up and caught up in what's like I'm already thinking about the run and it's fucking in August you know Uh, and it's it's like I'll I'll miss all that time for now until then because I'm all I can think about the run whereas I'm spending time with Sam I'm down to see my family Gary and Rachel having a new kid. You know, I want to, like, I should be enjoying all that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think last year, essentially, I wasn't. And I, I didn't know how to handle it. And uh, I don't think it was just the run that uh, that was the cause of me ending up in hospital. But thank God I did, you know, and, and thank God that service is is open to me. You know, my... My meds are balanced now. Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow. I don't need to be excited about fucking August, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this has been great, like, obviously catching up with you. It's great to see you, man.
1: Yeah, you
0: uh, too. And I just feel as if I've seen we talk, I, like, like You say it has to be, like, fireworks in my mind sometimes, and I'm just like, all oh, right, boom. And I haven't, like
1: these wee threads I thought that I wouldn't have if I hadn't chatted to you. So I'll thank you for that, man. Dude, it's the same for myself, you know. Even, so as I told you, I'm now drip feeding in some triathlon training in my weekly routine on top of my CrossFit. Um, And I'm already excited for my run on Saturday just through talking about running. I now want to just get outside and run. And the problem is for me is I'm so... uh, I'm so kind of into my training in the gym at this point is so that in my, in my head, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I need to run at the weekend cause I've got this Ironman or I need to get out in the bike now. But when I go out and do it, I love it. I absolutely love it. Man. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, my life is dedicated to my work, which is coaching other people and my own training. And so I can do it. You know what I mean? I can do it. I can do both. And I know how to, recover and I know how to eat well and get enough sleep and I've not even talked about that, but sleep obviously is the biggest thing for my yeah, recovery. And, well, if, I, if I don't sleep enough, I can't I train t- properly. Ah, um, oh, you're
0: right. You're
1: so right. We, so, yeah, dude, it's uh, it's been, it's, it's awesome talking. It's awesome, you know, seeing that you're, you know, achieving goals and cracking on and setting new goals and targets. And uh, it's great to see, dude. And, you know, it's, you um, I love doing these podcasts with people and people listen to them which is great because I'll you know I get messages from people that I don't even know and they're like I listen to your podcast and it's it was awesome or it helped me or you know so I'm excited to to get this one out again and do the next one closer to August when you are kind of... Yeah, nice, be because it'd be to, it'd be good to talk to you obviously I've known Gary for a long time as well don't know him well but I've known him since I was 16, 15, 16, yeah. year, 15, 16 years old. And, uh, you know, his his wife is one of my best pals' sisters and all the rest of it. Yeah, so um, it'll be good to talk about it. But I think it'll be good to talk about it after a lot of the training has been done. Oh, no, big time, big time. And he's he's looking forward to coming on and he's he's working hard, man, like big time. He's looking forward to seeing you as well, you know. I think he'll so have a laugh. Is this the first big... Big challenge. He's done physically, like. Aye, Aye. I mean, that's
0: pretty mental. <laughs>
1: that's a... <laughs> <laughs> he he, he doesn't well, start
0: yeah. like easy. I mean, no, fair, I, fair play, him. him. He's just kind of like, that. no, I'm doing it. I think as soon as Zach was attached to it, and then it was
1: like, he's got that passion, but he's passionate. I'll, I'll give him that, man. Awesome. Um, don't even see my kids in the background here now. Father of two.
0: I know. I know.
1: Two very young, cute, man. young furry kids, man. But um, yeah, man. Anything else you want to touch on before we before we wrap this wrap this one up? No, I did. I just want to thank
0: you, Scott. Nothing. Don't need to wish
1: you wish you very well. Yeah, for sure. I hope your training goes well over the next few months. Um Stay healthy, man. Cheers. And, stay uh, in touch, though, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got your Got your WhatsApp now, man. Don't always have to go through Facebook Messenger. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm terrible for that. But yeah, dude, if you ever want to talk about anything, catch up. Uh, You know, more than welcome just to give me a shout. Nice one. Thanks, man. Dude, thanks so much for coming on and talking again. And I'll speak to you soon. Catch you. Cheers, buddy.